episode three exclusive you know this ain't no peasant shit. today we have optic newest member a mvp Correct. one of the best content creators in the entire call of duty space i'd say across the land introducing you know him very well if you're part of zin city faze zuma <laughs> fat tony himself the one the only methods very kind thank you what's up man what's up man how you doing good you're looking nice you're fucking gassing me up yeah fresh cut yeah looking for vegas tomorrow yes sir yes sir who uh who uh who you think is gonna you know we start spicy who you think is gonna be taking Vegas? I know you have a biased answer, but hopefully it doesn't have to be the biased answer. I mean, yeah, optic. Okay, okay, okay. I, no, re realistically talking, I think five teams can uh, can win. Okay. I think. Don't hurt me. I don't, <laughs> have, I don't have Seattle in there. Oh, this guy. Bro. My top five teams that I think could win right now: Phase Thieves, Optic, Ultra, New York. Okay. And then out of the bottom three, Boston, Rocker, Seattle. I do think Seattle is like the most likely to have like a Cinderella like turn up run. Mm -hmm. um, but I just think I just think based on recency, I kind of give Optic like the benefit of the doubt after like their blunder in Toronto. You, you you have to hope that was a fluke after like back to back seconds. Like they're looking good. Um, then obviously the they fall off the cliff a bit. I think FaZe was the best team in Toronto. I think I think FaZe bottled it versus New York. New York's obviously great too. I just think FaZe was was by far the best team there and they somehow just fucking bottled it yeah. and uh and then ultra and thieves you can never count out so those are like those are my top five i i hope optic wins obviously selfishly and <clears throat> biasly but uh my real hope is just an optic phase final like i think everybody wins i think we win i think uh especially with the uncertainty going forward like with the future like you know twitch and youtube yeah. and like you know, we really want to have like a really big bang. Like we want to make a statement with champs right now and have, you know, the the the, the best teams or like you know the biggest fan bases involved. That way, I feel like hopefully we can make a statement and like make an argument for like you know this we have something good going here. Like let's fucking keep it going. You know. Yeah. How I mean, how's that? How's the whole transition gonna affect the watch party? You guys know yet or no? Is it just kind of in no, the middle? I mean, yeah. I mean, right now it's it's all up in the air. Um, yeah, I really don't know. I mean, ideally, we're all hoping it stays on Twitch because the Twitch, you know, the watch party obviously has done incredible for Twitch. Not mm -hmm. only for us. I mean, for fucking look what Tommy's doing, right? Look at look at other streamers getting the watch party. Like, it's just Twitch is the live streaming platform. And uh, I do think YouTube can be like a, a player in the future. Like, I think their VOD is second to none. Like, I think they have the VOD game on lock by far. Like, that's their UI and their discoverability for VOD is great, but when it comes to live streaming, I just don't think they have, like, the discoverability, and they don't have, like, they're just not known for, if you want to go watch an esports event, right, you wake up on a Friday and you want to watch esports, you mm -hmm. don't go to YouTube, you go to Twitch, like, that's, mm -hmm. that's where you're going to find the live, the live esports event, so, um, yeah, I, uh, I worry if we, if we go to YouTube. I mean, what? I hope you guys are solid. I hope you guys find a way, even if it is exclusive, to make it work. And I think there will be a way, considering how big you are, considering how big Scump is, Optic as a whole. I think it's possible that, you know, no matter what happens, it will be okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we started off on a COD basis. I'm not even yeah. But I'm not worried about us, though. Like, I, I think no matter what, selfishly and biasly, I think Optic will be okay. Of course. Seth will be okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think I'm, I'm more worried about the future of the eSport and, like, mm players coming up right like player salaries this is this is the first year where i actually think player salaries will drop we've so we've heard this every year salaries are going to drop salaries are going to drop and then one team sets the market price bang there's one free agent that two teams three teams want 
They offer them 400K. That's the market price right there. So and so is 400K. I want 350. I want 375. I have more followers. I'm a better player. I've had more accolades. Whatever it may be, I bring more eyes. It only takes one team to set the market, but I actually do think we'll see a correction uh, this offseason. At least I think. I obviously could be wrong. But my worry is the, the Call of Duty esports longevity. It's like if we go back to YouTube for two years, Nate had a, a, a factual tweet where it's like viewership is everything. Like you can sacrifice a lot of things. Eyeballs is not one of them. You cannot afford to lose the viewership. Once mm-hmm. the viewership is gone, it's gone. You know what I'm saying? Like you, in my opinion, and I obviously have a naive maybe view of it because I'm not in the board meetings. I'm not a high-level executive who knows all the numbers. I think uh, – I think the only thing you can't sacrifice is that, the viewership. Yeah. I don't know how to be profitable. If, if you were to put a gun to my head and say, how do you be profitable? I think sponsorship, merchandise, I think, is huge. Yeah. Merchandise is fucking ginormous. And then events is weird because I think depending on the team, depending on location, um, let's use Vegas as an example. I think a lot more people want to go to an event in Vegas than, let's say, uh, I don't know. You could, I could say Columbus. I could say yeah, like um, but, like you know what I mean. Like yeah. it just depends on the time of the year, what's yeah. going on. So I don't know. I would say I would say sponsorship and uh, and and merch. I think merch is huge. So yeah. far, yeah, I think esports. Those are the two. Yeah. Bouncing off of, you know, COD esports stuff like that. Let's let's bring it back. Yeah. Let's take it back. Let's take it back home. Yeah. When you were a chicken parmesan eating. Yeah, I still eat that shit, <laughs> but it's not as much. <laughs> you know, roly poly boy back in the East Coast, the North North. East, I believe, example. New Jersey. Yeah, Jersey boy. Where, who, who are you? Where are you from? T- tell me about back home. Tell me about your family. Who are you? Who am I? Who are Shit, you? Shit, man. Depends on who you ask, I think. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, the upbringing was definitely, uh, it was interesting because a lot of the things that people ask me now is how do I get involved? How do I do this? And the question is, I can't relate to the current landscape of how people come up and challengers mm. and like, I came up with a very small, tight-knit local scene. Me, Bo, Spacely, um, Seth would come to the NJ Halos. Mm. I'm talking about players like Bobby, Assassin, Twiz, BL Fire. Um, players that sort of you may know or may not know. And we had a tight-knit, tight-knit community. Um, if you want to rewind even further, I mean, I'm, I grew up playing sports. Yeah, your fa- I want to know about your. I want to know about your family. I want to know yeah, where you yeah, come from. Yeah. They, you know, I'm assuming. Yeah, so I'm grateful. Zinni, Italian guy. You yeah, know. Yeah, I'm grateful. Uh, my family life has always been great. Thankfully, um, I got two siblings, a brother and a sister. Mm-hmm. My parents are still together. Thankfully, so I've had a, a great upbringing. Um, grew up playing sports. You know, WWE. Like, you know, I was just a. I guess I would describe it as a regular kid, right? I had a good social life. I was always very social. Like, growing up, my parents would call me the mayor because I would just walk up to people in the grocery store and talk to them. And, like, I was very outgoing. Like, I was not I'm, – I'm not – I've changed a bit growing up, but I was – growing up, I was never scared to talk to anybody. I walk up mm-hmm. to anybody, a group of people, and start talking, like, whatever. So very social, very sports-oriented. Uh, casual gamer, right? Like Spider-Man, Sly Cooper, uh, Rock Band, Ratchet and Clank. Like casual game, like like the the golden era of PS2 and the Spider-Man game on PS2 and fucking Need for Speed. Like whatever, I would just play whatever, and it was in my free time after baseball or football, whatever. Just having fun, just having fun, just being home and yeah, not not club. even a competitive thing, just yeah, like no, club, a wind down almost. Yeah, Club Penguin, whatever. But back then it was back then it wasn't a wind down because I didn't have any worries back then. I mean, back then when you're a kid growing up like that, the only thing I was worried about is is the sports I was playing and hanging out with my friends and and whatever. But what'd you play? 
when I played sport wise. Yeah, I played everything sport wise. My best sport was baseball. I was my best sport was baseball. I was you're the next Babe Ruth and shit. Like we just don't nah, know. No, no, I, I wasn't a good hitter. I was a good uh, I was a good pitcher and catcher, but mm. I was not. I was I was an inconsistent hitter. I was no, I wasn't a good hitter. Is, is the honest answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, basketball, I wasn't very good. I, I played roller hockey. I had fun playing roller hockey. You say basketball. You're five six. Five eight. Five eight. You're five six. Of but course, yeah. you're not gonna be good at basketball. I, you were I just, dunked on. I just played everything. I wasn't like the, the only game I was super competitive in was baseball. My team played second in states one year. We had a really good team. Mm. Hazlitt Hawks. Oh shit. Local uh, local shout out. Yeah, you local, know. Local local shout out. We, we had a, we had a fun team growing up, and it's just like. I'd, I would do anything to just go back and just, like, experience a day back then before all this shit took over, the social media horseshit era of the world. And, you know, I wish it was so much simpler back then, right? Like, it was very... Uh, the childhood or the or life in general? I mean, both, childhood and life. But, I mean, it was just a very, like, fun atmosphere, right? Like, me and my teammates were my best friends growing up. Yeah. And, of course, all the families would get together and we'd host barbecues and parties. And now, of course, I mean, I don't really talk to a lot of people anymore. Um, life has changed quite a bit, but it was just very simple back then, right? Like, you know, like the only social media you had was like, you know, we had those, uh, fuck, like the, you slide, the, I think it was called the Envy, the phone, and you slide oh, it I up think and you had a keyboard. I'm not sure if I had the sidekick. I think I had the sidekick. But like social media wasn't that, like you didn't have Twitter, right? You had Facebook for a bit. Facebook, I, I BBM. Yeah, yeah, AOL, Messenger, Skype. Yeah. So like it wasn't social media era really. But yeah, playing outside with friends and growing up normally. Um, my dad's a my dad's a fucking grinder. Four jobs. Like owns a lawn and Damn. landscaping business. Builds and sells houses. Builds and sells houses. Sells lumber, and he owns a bar and liquor store. So, absolute grinder, man. Very grinder mentality. He does uh, he does snow plowing. So whenever it snows, he fucking he's up at he's doesn't come home till nine a.m. because he's out all night plowing. He's a grinder. So best believe he was a little mind fucked when. I, I wanted to quit all my sports and I'm getting fatter and <laughs> and I wanted to just play game battles. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Because he didn't, because back then it wasn't what it is now. Mm -hmm. He's like, pause the game. We're eating dinner. I was like, I can't fucking pause it. I'm going to game battles. Like, I'm going to GB. Like, he's like, I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, I was like, I literally can't pause it. You're like, dad, I swear I can't. He's like, yeah. no, you fucking can't get to the table. We got pasta. Yeah. And then, and then I started going to local tournaments and that's when, Okay, he's like seeing what's going on, but still not anything crazy. And I told him I want to travel to Chicago for a tournament. He's like, Are you fucking crazy? He's like, You want to fly to Chicago for a fucking Call of Duty tournament? Yeah. And uh, I, th I think he said no. And my mom is the one who like talked to him and she's like, We have to let him pursue this. Like, let's just let him do it. So my mom flies to Chicago with me. Uh, she sits in a hotel room all weekend. We first round, uh, Crim Six, Aches, Complexity. We Whoa. place fifth. But, like, you know, it's still not super what, – what, what really changed it all is a conversation my dad had with Nate Shot because, obviously, I met Nate okay. Shot at a young age, and Nate Shot kind of – you know, I guess I was well-known in, like, you know, the, the scene because the scene was a lot smaller. But I think Nate Shot helped put me on, like, a much bigger scale, introduced me to Seth, who obviously now my one of, one of my best basically friends. Basically duo, best yeah. friend duo. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then uh, – and everybody, uh, Hector – were you known? Uh, I'm gonna keep keep on that point too. But were you known as a like as a player, like a great yes. player, but or also yes, I was as a person in the scene as well. Yeah, I mean both. But I had I had high stock as a player growing up. Like I was really fucking good. And like my age kind of screwed me for a few years because mm. you had to be 18 to play at champs. But I mean like I got a text from from I mean and this wasn't an actual offer, but like Seth texted me when Optic was making changes when I was like 16. He's like, 
he's like, how old are you? Or like, when do you turn 18 or whatever it was? Right. So like, I, I had high stock. I mean, my phase red team was good. I was always considered a good player. All, obviously also the funny dude, the, go the goofball. Um, but yeah, I grew up in the local scene and then, you know, Nate Chad had to talk with my dad and was like, your son has a career here. And ever since then, um, you know, he's kind of been all in and then kind of had a weird phase when I was, you know, a senior in high school because I was heavy. I mean, I was really heavy. I was 220, like all fat. Uh, I was a big kid smoking weed every day, dabbing, like definitely like a different, didn't really give a fuck about anything else. I mean, after school, I'm dabbing, I'm, I'm smoking weed. You playing game battles, huh? No, I didn't. So no, I didn't your teammates really, back then are look watching this like what the well, fuck? Well, no, because I, I I took a break when I was losing my weight. I took a break. Well, no, I would never scrim high. At least, man, oh, fuck, I'm trying to think. My my, my brain shot back then. Yeah, you're, you're shot not the explosion up to the old no, teammates. No, like no, uh, no, no. I mean, I would tell them now. Uh, mm. No, I would never play high because I was bad high. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, Some, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I saw. So when I was 16 or 17, I took my break, and I had to choose between going to X Games or going to prom. And wow. And my, my my fucking stupid mindset was there's going to be more at X Games. And I guess I thought prom was more than it was. The reality was I didn't want the girl I wanted to go with to go with someone else. As well as, <laughs> is, 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 is oh I think my what, God. There's I, no way is, my boy is fucking simp, dude. Is, is I, think, I think is what it was. Um, so, yeah, I chose to go to prom over X Games. And then... Uh, that's that has to be a decision regretted to this day, right? Oh, yeah, because I mean, I would just my stock was always pretty high growing up. It was kind of known that my age always screwed me over, right? I would have decent teams in my age. I just couldn't go to champ, so I mean, like, it was kind of just like pointless, right? I would play a couple events, get dropped, have to go to a different team, whatever it may be. And I really wanted to lose weight. I got into the social life thing because uh, I mean, if you want to be a pro, at least it's kind of changed now. It's more like a, a more official schedule where it's kind of a little easier to work around and plan dinners or go out at night back then i mean you were scrimming all night like tournaments were at night everything was at night hmm. so you're sacrificing social life everything i mean you're you're, you're life, locked in your house yeah your life is call of duty and uh i think i just wanted to be a fucking normal kid for once because i was just i mean i sacrificed so everything really time with family friends just to be a pro and pursue my dream and then uh you know, I got a, a taste of the social life and the partying and, you know, like, you know, getting, you know, some because, I mean, dude, when I was fat, I mean, I thought I looked good. And then looking back, I'm like, damn, you thought you were, you thought you were the sexiest guy in the room, huh? Dude, because I was uh, no, not at all. No, but I was the funny guy. So I talked to a lot of girls and, like, yeah. you know, I was friends with every, I mean, I was very social friends with everybody. And I'm like, damn, why don't these girls like me? And I'm like, I'm like buying new clothes from PacSun. <laughs> I'm like, I look fucking good. Damn, this 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 Val serve, this freaking yeah, this yeah. Har this Harley shit looks yeah, hard, yeah, dog. Yeah, and then uh and so I mean just just losing weight by default. Obviously I look better, I feel better, and then I'm drinking, I'm I'm having a good time. Uh so yeah, I, I, I kind of I kinda thought it'd be a lot easier than it really was to just come back. I, I remember like as yesterday, I texted J Cap when I turned eighteen to pick me up on Envy. He's like, I can't. I'm like, what do you mean you can't? I was like, we teamed together, like you know, I'm good. Yeah. He's like, bro, you just took a break, and like, how I, long was this break? I took like a a year, two years. It was, I think it was. So I, it, I played a couple events in AW, and then I took my break, and then I came back in Black Ops Three. So the the break was less than a year, but things I mean, shifted really big between AW and Black Ops Three. But I mean, being being out of the game for that little piece of time is big. So then, okay, I can't really join the team I wanted to join. Right. 
So I formed CLG, me, BL Fire, Complex, and Fellow, and we're fucking the final bosses online. We are <laughs> fucking, we are insanely good. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, so I mean, spent a few years trying to fight back up, right? CLG and Black Ops 3, we got relegated. That, w- that sucked. Yeah. Um, Echo Fox, we couldn't really, I mean, we had so many different rosters, we couldn't sort of break the, the barrier. Uh, your jump, your your jump of teams and how many organizations you've been a part of is is oh, not yeah. talked about enough. Yeah, like you, no, I've been, no, it's spectacular. Many. But to be fair, it's it's inflated because back then there were no contracts. I was underage. You can go from team. I could be on Most Wanted this weekend and next weekend be playing for Team Caliber. Mm. Next weekend strictly strictly business. Like it wasn't like you know what I'm saying. There weren't contracts. It was a lot. So when you go to my COD Wikipedia, you'll see a lot of teams, but it's a little inflated just because of how, you know, the underage thing and jumping back and forth. But I've been on a lot of teams. And World War II, obviously, I get back in the scene. I get my break because I'm fucking insane. Like, I'm really yeah. good. And, and World War II is when I doubled down. I stopped smoking or I either stopped smoking entirely or I'd only smoke before bed, one of the two. Just taking everything more seriously. Taking the game, yeah, the, like, taking the game more seriously. Yeah, I'm like, dude, like, I, I need to get back to where I want to be. Um and obviously, I'm still into fitness and working out pretty heavily, and uh, and I'm insane. I, so I team up with Doug and them on Next Threat, and everyone's talking about me in the sense where it's like I'm dropping 40 every game, but our placings aren't great. I think it's like me, Doug, Ricky, Nagafin. Okay. Then we get a lucky break. In, uh, there was like some Canadian Invitational, like an eight-team event, and uh, and I think Rise couldn't go because Aqua had a passport issue or something, and we were next in pro points or something. So lucky break, we get to go there, and I am just fucking insane. And it's an eight-team invitational, so everybody's watching, right? Like, yeah. it's, like there's only eight teams, and I'm 40 every single game. Ten you were plus gross in search. Too, I was, I was, you were gross. I was crazy. And then E6 offered me a contract. It was me, Sensor, Dashy, and General. That wow. made me like a top three, top five highest paid player in the league, and I accepted it. But we weren't that good, and I knew that like it'd be like short-lived. So on Christmas Eve, I'm on the phone with E6, like the owner, and uh, I'm like, "Hey, man, like you know, I'm, it's Christmas Eve. I'm stressed out. I feel like I made the wrong move. Would you like please just let me go for my contract?" And like I feel like a lot of people have talked about E6 in the past in a negative manner, like treated me incredibly well. Like like I was signed to a contract. I regretted that decision. I asked to be released, and he said, "You know what? No problem." Wow. Released me from my contract. I was I wanted to go to Rise. He could have very easily made it a buyout thing or a trade thing. Definitely made life could, difficult. Yeah. Could have caused problems. Did the exact opposite. Release me. Go do what you got to do. We appreciate you. Um, like we appreciate your professionalism because I didn't like I didn't act out. I would genuinely just ask like please. And then I went to Rise. Me, Looney, TJ. We decided between Gunless and Paseno. Thank God we chose Pierce because he was the fucking final boss. Yeah, he was. And then that, that was sort of my comeback year. Obviously, you know, Rise, they drop me. I go to TK. Yep. I leave TK, and Lamar doesn't talk to me for three months. <laughs> uh, but to be fair, I mean, listen, man, I, I got an Optic offer. And despite I, – I was the third choice for Optic. They didn't really want – they wanted an SMG. They wanted Zuma or John. And uh, This is where the Optic story kind of starts, right? Or does it, I mean, it kind of starts before that with you being friends with you know, Scrump and Nate well, and I was, these guys. But like, how did, mm. so I guess it's perfect transition to how that story started, too. The Optic story? Yeah, I guess your, your connection to them. Well, no, right? I mean, I've always felt like the closest thing to Optic without being an Optic forever. Just mm. because, like, my come up. Obviously, the Blacklist. I don't really want to talk about the Blacklist. Not because I don't want to talk about it. Just because I've talked about it so much. Yeah, that it's, it's like, if you don't know by now, I'm sure you can find out what the Blacklist was, what actually happened. Check out the Eavesdrop. He, on the Eavesdrop podcast with Hex, he talks all about it. There's a whole yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. minutes on it. So you guys can check yeah, it out over yeah, there. Yeah, so I've always felt very close to Optic. Like, they've been my best friends. They've been mentors. And they've... Uh, 
they've been my people, I guess, is, is the way I describe it. Like, they've been my my group, like the people I like hanging out with and look up to and all that. Right. So, uh, Blacklist happens, obviously, some weird friction there. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to Hex for a while. Me and Nate shot, you know, we were very close, you know, growing up a little bit. And now we're friendly, but, I mean, it's, it's never been what it used to be. And I don't think there's actually any weird animosity. I just think, you know, just based on situations, it's just not kind of what it used to be. Me and Seth, Seth forgave me very easily and, you know, whatever. But, but yeah, then join, uh, joining Optic in World War II, mm-hmm. um, kind of an option. No matter what, being third, fifth, eighth option, if you get an opportunity to play for Optic in the Call of Duty scene, I feel like you have to take it. I think very yeah. few players would pass it up. Um, not only have they had great players and great rosters I mean, I, I was playing with Krim, Octane and Skump and sure there were some role issues but you get the opportunity to play with literal Mount Rushmore players like Goats, like Krim the winningest player of all time, Seth um, arguably the most talented and, and raw skilled player of all time Like yeah. you have uh, that opportunity and you take it and Lamar one of my best friends um, I kind of had to like, it was some shady shit but at the same time it's like I think he would have done that same motherfucker. I know he would have done that same shit. I know for a fact. I still remember the sushi di- the sushi dinner. Whatever the conversation was had. Remember the sushi dinner? You don't. The sushi dinner? The sushi dinner. In was Seattle? I think it was, yeah. Uh, no. It was, was it you, me, and Lamar? It was you, me, and Lamar. The sushi dinner? That's what it was talked about. Do you not remember that? Like after the fact? Before the fact. No. You don't remember this? This never happened. Are you on Mars? Maybe. No, I'm not definitely on Mars. Wait, where, where, did, where did this conversation happen? On the phone, I woke Lamar up. So no, 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 no. You're you're missing something. Okay. It was the conversation when you said that, oh, because you remember said some shady shit. You're like, oh, you know, I'm probably not gonna do it. I'm hesitating. And then later, once you accepted it, then you gave him a call. You nope. I feel like you're wrong about this. The, the, Am no I mixing way. it up? You're mixing it up because what happened was, it was very low key. It was very, unless I'm missing something. So, what actually went down was it was supposed to be a three way trade. Okay. Me to phase. Uh-huh. So Optic was going to acquire my contract from from Rise because TK hasn't fully got me yet. Yes. Okay. So TK hasn't fully TK didn't actually buy my contract from Rise yet. They were yeah, still it wasn't the, actually official yet, so you were still technically yes. allowed to move around. Yes. So yes. technically, Rise could send me anywhere they wanted to. Right. And of course, Kareem would never just send me. Like he talked to me and made sure I was good, but um. But yeah, so TK doesn't officially acquire me, and I don't think I don't think any any of the players knew this. I don't think I even knew this, and um, and then some some things start talking about how Phase and Optic, you know, Zuma, Optic wants Zuma, and I was like, okay, I would go to Phase then, like I w- I would like to go to Phase. So the idea was Optic's gonna acquire my contract, and trade me for Zuma. Okay. But Optic also did this knowing that if if Zuma fell through, they were okay to play with me. Like, they were okay with me as a backup option. They couldn't get John. Their goal was Zuma. And if they couldn't get Zuma, they were okay with me, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. they weren't – maybe they weren't ecstatic, but they were like – they still get a really good AR player. They yeah. just didn't really want an AR. And then, um, of course, I can't really tell Lamar what's going on. I, I can't tell anybody what's going on. This is where you become a snake. So I call Lamar. <laughs> I wake him up out of sleep, and I was like, bro, I'm joining Optic. He's like, what do you mean? He's, I, he's like still tired. He's not fully there yet. And, um, and he's like he's like super cool about it. He's like, oh, fuck, all good. And I'm like, what? You're like, what? And then he woke up, and then he's like – and then I, I forget if he called me or if he texted me or if he – he might have just blocked me and everything, and then he had me muted on Mumble. 
I heard this this story is that you guys would be in TeamSpeak together, or it, it was yeah. What was it called? Mumble what was it called. You may be right. Mumble, Mumble or TeamSpeak, whatever it was. Yeah, you may be right. It, it may have been like a possible thing. Which one? The sushi, the sushi, sushi dinner. What should, what should you think about? Go ahead, talk. Keep talking. I because try to refresh my memory. About the sushi dinner? No, just about like the story that you heard that we used to be in calls and shit or whatever. Oh yeah, this, you guys used to be in calls together, and you would be in the call even on eights and stuff. They'd be in calls together, and Lamar would be specifically deafened off him, and people would have oh, to yeah. oh, would oh, have to like oh, yeah, no, transfer Lamar, messages between you guys. Yeah, Lamar had me muted, so like Lamar couldn't hear my voice in mumble. So if we were and we were both ARs, so we'd be, like be captains and eights. And uh, we'd be picking teams, and he'd have to like have someone play a game of telephone. And be like, who would he pick? And I, I, and I can, I, I could hear him. Dude, that's the pettiest shit of all yeah, time, dude. But then, then uh, finally one day, I, I, I messaged him, and I was like, "This is months later, by the way, right?" Yeah, months later. And I was like, "I was like, bro, we gotta squash this." Like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I know you understand where I was coming from. I said it was, I said it wasn't the right way, but to be fair, there was no real right way to go about it. But I do apologize. I was like, I don't want to lose a, a good friend over some shit, so I, I apologize. And then we squashed it, and now, of course, we're, we're close again. But yeah. it was definitely a uh, an interesting time. And then the optic thing. Yeah. Um, I think I was a great player on optic, like a very consistent. You can go back and watch. I was very good. I was a very good, consistent player on optic. Uh, me and Krim butted heads a lot. I just think uh, the way I am and the way I, I really want to win when I'm when I was playing or when I'm winning. So I'm very. I'll speak my mind if I think you're wrong, I guess. So me and Krim sort of butted heads about the ways to play the game or whatever. And uh, looking back, if I was maybe a little more quiet and just let him steer the ship, maybe I would have stayed on optic longer. I don't actually know. Mm -hmm. But I, was, I wasn't I was just going to roll over and, like, you know what I'm saying? I was going to say, I want to play this way. I'm coming from Rise, who is the best team in the game. Like, you know, this is the way they do things. So we, we butted heads a bit. But we had my, – my optic roster in World War II is one of the most fun rosters of all time. Like, got along super well outside of the game. We're working out together, eating together. Uh, they're drinking. I was underage, so of course I would never drink underage. Of course not. And uh, so it was just a very fun team. And then obviously uh, we fast forward to when I get dropped and how I found that out. Okay. Uh, and then so I, I just turned 21. Um, and do you want to hear all this, by the way? I'm kind of fucking no, ranting I'm, about it. I'm kind of ranting about everything. No, we're, this, is, this conversation is going. I yeah, got more no. to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. But yeah, no. So uh, people want to hear your story, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm at the blackjack table in AC with my family. I just turned 21, and I, I dude, I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking head case during roster mania. I'm always sketched out. I mean, Lamar will tell you. Me, me, Lamar, and Austin have like a trio every roster mania. It's a shame it's ending now because I'm retired. But like a game of telephone. What did you hear? What's going on? You got an offer? Who's going where? Can I go there? What's the word? And then it just constant information. We had a little, we had a little circle. Yeah. And um. The group text during that so time I'm, must be going so crazy. I'm, so yeah. I'm sketched out during roster mania. I haven't heard anything, but I texted my optic group chat. I was like, yeah, we're not making changes, right? And Krim replied, he's like, no, like we'd of course let you know if we're making changes. And then Doug Sensor Martin texts me a few hours later, like, yo, you're getting dropped for Dashy. Oh. And, and I lose it in the chat. I'm like, you fuck. I was like, you guys serious? Like, you fucking just told me we're not making changes. And then we, they were like, we were going to tell you tomorrow. And then. Uh, it's pretty snaky, but. And uh, then. Yeah. But. In understandable but still in like hindsight there's no way to not be snaky looking back at it because they, they were going for dashy yeah and dashy's on complexity they kind of had to make sure they could actually get him before letting me know mm. because the last thing they want to happen is they can't get who they want then i'm feeling weird about it you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah yeah so sketchy yes it was the wrong way yes do i blame them no 
Got you. At the time, I blamed him, especially Seth. I mean, one of my best, literally my best friend. And, like, I unfollowed him on Twitter and, you know, the whole Whoa. fucking. Yeah, I wouldn't. Y'all had a little drama, a little beef right yeah, then. I mean, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't talk to him, really. I was just very upset with him. And I remember one night being fucking blacked out of the festival, and I texted Hector. I said, your players are cowards. <laughs> and, 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 of course, he knew what happened. He's like, what happened? I was like, you fucking know what happened. I was like, yeah. whatever. So that was it. Whatever. Fast forward, I joined FaZe, Black Ops 4. I bottled that one. That was my own fault. My head wasn't in the right place. I was mm-hmm. very... Whatever. FaZe... I was actually good at Black Ops 4. I really was. And uh, that's one of my biggest regrets is not taking that roster or that game a little more seriously. My head was a little... Not really focused. Okay. And then uh, W19 played solid, won a championship. Uh, Cold War, the birth of Zen City, right? Obviously, I get yeah. benched in what I would consider maybe, honestly, my best game ever, the Krig meta. Um, I didn't get a chance to compete in the Krig meta in that game, and I think if I did, I, 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 I truly think that was my best game ever, possibly. Is it your favorite game? Not, no, not my favorite game, but it's. I think it, it, it was definitely a top two, top three, just skilled and like I knew Competitive what was going con. on. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was good. Um, I didn't get the chance then, but luckily, blessing in disguise, I, I was able to build what I call the fucking Zen City, and now that's, you know, the the community that's had my back and, uh, you know, sort of kept me afloat the whole time, you know? So yeah. Whatever, things happen for a reason, it is what it is, and, you know, my career obviously ended this past year in, uh, in, in Boston, retired on the stage. That was a, an epic moment in in all of cod did you i was the man for a day for a day yeah you had it all going i was the man for a day how did that feel i mean like how did how how did it come uh, how'd you come to the decision well obviously seth and i plan to uh we plan to both retire after the season and then do a show and do our thing together and so this is pre-planned yeah i mean we, we, we discussed that after this year i would join optic and then we'd you know get after it and then he jumped the gun early and i'm like fuck you didn't know no, because he didn't, he didn't tell anybody. I found out the day he did it, and then every day he's like, he was poaching me. He was trying to get me to come retire and texting me and all this shit. Yeah. I, of course, wasn't completely against it. I was just like, let me see how this next event goes, blah, blah, blah. Right. Then I see how good the watch party's doing, and I'm talking to my family. I'm talking to my friends. It's like, I was the man at Boston, but that doesn't mean I'm unbenchable. You know, like on Ultra, I was the man. I was the face of the franchise, and then they benched me, so... Teams that value winning, they'll make decisions to win, and which I respect fully. Like I respect, I respect a team benching their biggest player to try and. W- I, I'm cool with that. I, I I respect the fuck out of it. But I started thinking, like you know, like I could get benched after major two. I can get benched after major three. I could, you know, I I have an opportunity right now to go join to go join the the place I want to be long term. Like yeah. I've, I've I've always wanted to be optic long term, um, and I've always been that way. Like. The, the, the truth is, if I retired after this year and I had multiple content offers, um, I probably wouldn't even field them. You know, like I, yeah. I, I, I would have just went joined Optic. Optic was home for you. Yeah, just the, it's the people I want to be around. I mean, I have a great, I mean, just I think the best production in esports. Like you just have, it, it, it is the, the place to be, at least for me. And then I had this opportunity to obviously join um, this runaway train. Like the watch parties are taken off. Seth's just retired. And he's offering me, you know, you know, he's like, you know, we'll, we'll do this show together. You'll be my boy on the on the watch party. Like, it's going to be us. And I was like, you know what? I'll fucking do it. I'm like, it makes sense. Like, career longevity, it makes sense. I like competing, but I don't like the process of competing and uh, what goes into it. It takes a lot of work. It takes a, a lot of 
I mean, I didn't have time to work out. I didn't have time to make food. I didn't have time to stream anymore. I felt like my entire life was competitive Call of Duty, which was a blessing, but also after doing it for a decade, I mean, it's not like I'm like a fresh blood, 18, new hunger. Like I've been, I've won before. I, I haven't won the big one, which sucks, but I know what it's, I, I've felt a win before. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not happy personally with, uh, my career, like accolades wise, I, I would have loved to perform better and have better placings, but I think this made sense. I think me as a creator, I think I have maybe, I mean, I, I think I have potential as a creator and I think joining Optic when I did and taking the opportunity and um, sort of relieving myself of some of the stress I was feeling as a player, I think it was the right move. Um, do I miss competing? Fuck yes, I would fucking, I missed the fuck out of competing. Um, but competing isn't competing. Competing is what you get to do every month or two months on the stage, and then yeah. the, the the real story is the hours you're putting in behind the scenes, the VOD, the the third sets, and those they were just getting too uh, too tiring. And you pair that with the opportunity of a lifetime. I think as a as a Call of Duty creator, as a as a Call of Duty centric creator, I think when Optic comes knocking, you have to consider it. And uh, and so yeah, I made the move, and I haven't looked back since. But I also feel like I haven't really gotten started yet. I mean, it's been very watch party. You know, my, my schedule is not as, I guess, um, clean as I'd like it to be. Mm -hmm. But obviously, I mean, you, I mean, you know, I have some things that I've been working on behind the scenes, and when those start happening, I think, I think good Can't things. Can't wait for them. I think hopefully, you know, things will go well. Hopefully, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find my footing. It, it's a weird balance to retire and then immediately go into like full time content because it's like. Part of me wants to just relax and take a break and just fucking lay in bed or go for a walk. And part of me wants to grind. It's a weird one, but but yeah, that's that's where we are now. And it, within the right the content side of things, um, optic as a whole. I mean, I I want to hear about your um, you know being being part of these watch parties and, and and interacting with all this new franchise of people on the content side, not as a competitor. How how has optic been for you as a home? I mean, it, it, I mean, it is the home, really. I mean, it's been, I don't have a single complaint about what's going on, right? I mean, like, you know, I, I do my content for Optic. I have the team behind me if I want to do something, right? If I need graphics made, if I need uh, advice on a thumbnail, if I need title advice, uh, if I need people to go get tacos with, if I want to go to a dinner, if I want to go for a walk. Like, I have, I have people around me, and that's exactly where I want to be. Um, and they've made, a f and they've, of course, made this transition uh, seamless, and they've sort of, you know, made me... They've quickly integrated me into, I think, what Optic is now. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's piece, what's the best piece of advice Hex has given you? Uh, probably not to give a fuck about what anybody thinks. I mean, like, I I think I've received a lot more hate than I was anticipating. Mm. Um, from who? The Green Wall, or just the community? I wouldn't. I think the community. I'm not. I, I'm. I don't think the Green Wall. I don't think the real Green Wall. I, I don't know. I, I've received a lot more hate than I anticipated in general. And he just like, he's like, you're fucking here because I want you here. Like, he's like, mm. he's like, he's like, you would not be sitting there if I didn't want you here or if we didn't want you here. He's like, he's like, he was like, you know what? Not everyone's going to like you right away. Like, just, just be you and just let it happen. Basically. You've actually been optic since you were like 13, bro, which yeah, is insane. In, in some, in some realm, in some universe, you've been optic for that long and, and, where I mean I'm gonna ask too. Where do you, where do you think? Why do you think this hate comes? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. The Reddit's an interesting place. The Reddit is an interesting place, and uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I truly think that there are just like, it's just something that happens maybe like we're like, you know, some people get a lot of love just to get love. Some people get a lot of hate just to get hate. Um, I think, I, I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think people are very impressed by my accolades, but it's like, I still know a lot about Call of Duty. Like I was at the top level for 10 years, like playing with and against the best. Like, sure. I didn't win a lot. That's what sucks. But I can look at a minimap and tell you the right and wrong play 99.9% of the time. Right. Like, I'm, especially from the outside looking in, like, I know what's going, like, I, I know the fucking game of Call of Duty. It's been my whole life. So I'm not sure if it's a mixture of them not thinking, you know, I'm, because uh, I'm on a watch party and I'm talking analytically and I'm saying this guy is, is, is playing like shit and it's like, oh, Zin, you're one. But I'm a very joking guy and I'll joke with my friends like, because I know all these people personally. Of course, yeah. And the few times where I feel like maybe I've made a shit joke or I've overstepped, I've always reached out personally behind closed doors and been like, yo, I said this and this. Like, I hope you don't mind. And if you do mind, I do. Like, whatever. Like, I, I, I've always patched things up. Or if I've ever overstepped or said something that I think has personally affected someone, I've gone out of my way to assure that it hasn't or w w whatever. Like, I'll always... I think people see me joking with people I know personally, and they view that as me like being a dick, maybe. But like, I would never joke, make a joke about yeah. someone that like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone behind the scenes knows each other. Correct. Everyone's like, everyone's friendly. Most of, us, most of us grew up together. But the honest answer is, I don't know where a lot of the hate comes from. I think maybe, I think a lot of people hate to see change. Like, change is sometimes difficult. Right. And you see someone, um, who sure I was integrated and a part of Optic not a part of optic but i was close to optic when i was really young mm -hmm. but they see this new guy who immediately gets like integrated into everything optic and podcasts and i'm seth's next to seth for everything and we're doing everything together yeah i think a lot of people are kind of just like you know who the fuck is this guy you know what i'm saying he's not optic yet is maybe some of it and then you have uh then you have the weirdos who try to do like the methods versus duma thing because me because <laughs> me and tommy were very very close and we're still close but obviously just based on the situation like i can't do everything with tommy like i used to yeah and i mean i'll say it right now in a perfect world i i would i would i would like it to be seth me tommy right next to each other like mm. if, if i had it my way i would want tommy with us but people you know the zoo mafia obviously he has a great community yeah and i was very integrated with that and i think me joining optic people just sort of start this narrative of like oh my god you don't hang out with zuma anymore you don't do this and that and this and it's just like it's not actually there's no problem at all between like behind the scenes between anybody but yeah. people create this problem they're like oh you chose this over this and it's just like puts you in a weird spot overall man i think like well, i mean it puts you in a weird spot well, I mean, what, it fuels what, it what's the option let's yeah. be real I, I wanted to join optic but okay i join optic and i'm with scump and whoever for a lot of things and i can't do as much stuff with tommy or vice versa. Let's say there's a world where I joined FaZe and I'm with Tommy and then I can't do stuff with Seth. Like, it's like th there's no winning in the in this situation. No matter what, I have good friends in a lot of places. And no matter what, I think people will, will look for a problem. But when it comes to the hate, I don't know. And that's what kind of fucked me up for a bit because it was like a huge hate Reddit post. And it kind of caught me off guard. I was what did like, I say? I was like, what the fuck? It was like Methods is immature. He's talking about genitalia and saying ball sack. <laughs> 
saying ball sack jokes and like it's just a 400 comment hate thread. The fuck is wrong with ball sack jokes? And this is how I know they pick and choose because me and Seth, we sit next to each other and we say the same exact type of shit, the same jokes. Yeah, you're bouncing off each other. Same jokes. And it's just a 400 comment Reddit thread about me. And I'm like, the guy next to me who you guys love is saying the exact same thing. The, the exact same things. Same ballpark, same jokes, same genre, everything. But there's a 400 comment Reddit post. So I think, I don't, I don't know. But for a while, it, I, I was kind of a shell of myself for like a few weeks to a month just because that kind of got to me. And I was just like, I started questioning myself. I didn't, I, I started questioning like my jokes and like, I was just very tense. Like it, it trying like, to be more conservative than normal. Anxiety, yeah, it struck my anxiety cord heavily, uh. and it just fucking subconsciously and consciously tensed me up. And I just wasn't me for a while. Like during the watch party, like mid, yeah. mid, mid. Yeah. Why you? Yeah, yeah. While like, you have to be funny, while yeah, you have to yeah, be yeah, up yeah. there and so I wasn't, performing, basically. I wasn't talking a lot, and uh, yeah, sucks, I don't. Bro. I don't know where a lot of the hate comes from. I think I, I think a lot of things are hive mind and very. You know, one person says something, and then four people say the train snowball then, effect. Exactly. So. I don't. I don't have an actual good answer. I don't know. Fuck them. I know, just think I'll, keep, I'll, I'll be your anger translator. You know, you've seen that the Keen well, yeah, thing. Well, well, that's the truth. Is fuck them. And, and I've, I've had Bose talk to me too and Hitch, and they're like, welcome, because like they're like, if you're close to him, think about it. You have eighty thousand people watching Seth, right? Yeah. And if five hundred of them don't like me, and those are the people really getting loud because hate's louder than the the positivity. Yeah, the extremes are always louder. Yeah, exa yeah. exactly. So then it uh, it's sort of amplified and. Yeah, I mean, luckily I don't give a fuck now. I mean, they can Lenny. You got over. You think he has it doesn't yeah, affect yeah, you day to day now. I mean, I, I don't really go on Reddit, and then um, I'll block or mute people on Twitter. Like I, I, I just try to block out the negativity, um, because the people around me assure me that they're having fun, that they love what's going on, and that's what's important. Seth is like, you know, dude, please do not let this affect you. Like, we're having fucking fun. So like, you know, I'm, I'm good now. But for a while, I was. I would. I just didn't get it. I was caught off guard. I was like, "Why? Like, what did I do to you, just get hate?" Like, you, I, you got I, on expecting a lot of love. You you did get a lot of love. I did get a lot of love. But, but then this, this random hate train comes too, and that's just yeah. It, it, it's unfortunate as people that we can't. And you ignore have people it. who literally have never talked to me ever and don't know me, just like berating so, your personality, yeah, your like character. Saying, yeah, like, yeah. So like, yeah, all this. I'm just like, what? The? But you know, I'm over it now. But yes, the the, the answer to your original question is, I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those things that happens when you have a lot of eyeballs on you and people are outspoken. And the truth is there are, you know, if, if you're on a Reddit thread talking about my personality, like... You don't know me. Not even that. Like, I can assure you my life is better than yours. Like, just to put it bluntly. Like, Jesus! Kane, Chokeslam, Undertaker, Piledriver, well, done! Mean, that's the truth. Like, I'm not, I'm not on Reddit or on Twitter talking shit about people. Like, I'm not... You brokies don't get the methods, okay? That, no. Goddamn brokies. No, it's... It's, 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 it's just like... It says more about you than it does about me. If you're 100%. if you're on a, a hate thread or like it, it 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 speaks more to your unhappiness than than the way I am. Who came up with the idea for the breakdown? Both of us. It was How early did that start? Like where did that come from? Who's where does it stem from? Was it just the, the off season? But but before we the breakdown was named the breakdown very recently before the show started. It started off as the rotation. Ooh, okay. It started off as that rotation. I was like, I don't like that. And then, and then the, the the name got switched a few times, and I was like, "How about the breakdown?" Because like everyone talked, and it, I was like, "So name was you?" Yeah. Well, I said, uh, "Yeah." The, the, You're the, the original. The breakdown. The the name was me. Yeah. Okay. I was like the breakdown. I was like, everyone saying, "Holy fuck, what a breakdown!" And I'm like, "And we're gonna be breaking down COD." Like, I think this makes sense. Mm -hmm. And he was cool with it. But yeah, I mean, we, we planned on starting a show before either of us retired. 
Um, it was obviously supposed to start next season after we both retired this off season. Right. But yeah, I mean, the the the, the plan was to do a show, um, the entire time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. How has it been? I mean, it's a new thing. How how is it going? How has it been? Is it new? Is it like rough to start in this like new realm of uh no dude i mean the optic production team is fucking unmatched they make it seamless yeah i mean they have everything set up right we told them what they want they had graphics made animation the only thing we do is put our suits on and talk and be us right i i think one problem with it is because of the um the, the the way the show is laid out and it's um segmented you know like different segments yeah we're kind of robotic i feel like sometimes and it's less free flow it's more like if, does that make sense? Like yeah. we're not. Sometimes we're not necessarily ourselves. We're very like professional, and that's not us. Like we need to be like a mix of professional and a mix of just fucking idiots. <laughs> um, so that's the one issue I think we've had. But for the most part, I think it's been great. Um, do you ever have trouble critiquing people? Like, because like we said earlier, these are your friends. You know, yeah, that, do you ever find that that hard well, ground of critiquing some players? Yeah, or well, friends? Yeah. Well, it's tough when people say, "Do you think so and so should make a roster change?" Like, it's very tough to talk objectively when I when my friends are involved, right? Like, yeah. let's use Seattle for example, right? Let's say, "Yo, do you think Lamar should be dropped?" And like, there are times when Lamar's play great. There are times when Lamar's not playing so great. Yeah. But do you know how hard it would be for me to like publicly say, "I think Lamar should be dropped. I think Dylan should be dropped. I think." Um, Cammy should be dropped. You know what I mean? Like it's impossible. Like these are people who are literally some of my closest friends. So that's the that's the tough part. I mean, I will always speak objectively about the way they're performing. Like let's use Austin for an example. Austin's one of our best friends. I think Austin was playing fucking terrible for a bit this year. Mm-hmm. Like like awful. Yeah. And uh, he's saying that not me, Austin. No, I, I've said it to him, and he knows. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I, I know he was feeling he wasn't feeling well. Yeah. So I was of course when he wasn't playing well, I wasn't like. I was like, Jesus, Austin can't buy a fucking kill. Yeah. But the moment he starts playing well, I am, of course, making it like, yo, Austin is playing lights out. So if you were all hating on Austin, look at him now. Because I think with certain players, Lamar, you know, when Lamar's playing well, um, it's like, you know, it's like you hear nothing. When Lamar's yeah, playing, it's silent. When Lamar's playing well, it's like, okay, there's nothing. And then when he's playing bad, it's fucking uproar. Reddit post. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so... I speak objectively, but I try to steer away from the roster change talk and, you know, if so-and-so should be dropped and all that because I think the the last thing I want to do is see my friends lose jobs and, like, you know what I mean? And, I just, and, and feel like some weird part of that or just they have some, some – some Can you imagine Lamar – heard me say on my show yeah i think i think accuracy needs to go i might i might pull up on you myself yeah, exactly. you know like, i might have imagine, to pull up on you like like imagine austin heard me say that or like cammy or any of my friends like yeah. who is m- fucking pretty much the entire league i'm friends with yes obviously some better than others but i mean for the most part we're all friendly it's kind of one big family um so yeah i try to steer away from that shit um but some teams it's like london has to break up Right, like oh, we're getting spicy. Okay, well, all right, go ahead. Well, like, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, hundred. Like, I mean, they haven't won like, goddamn shit, so like, it's, it's like pretty some things, clear. Some things are self-explanatory. Like, and yeah, you know, like London can't win. These guys need to break up. Boston's not playing well. Whatever it may be, I speak objectively, but I try not to cross that line of like, yo, they need to get rid of this specific player. Mm, mm. That, that keeps you safe in terms of your critique, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I would say, random team, Florida, Rocker, whatever. I would say, yeah, they might need a change, but I wouldn't say. Get oh, rid of repli- that guy. Yeah, replace Cammy with so and so. I would. I wouldn't do that. I At least you. not right now. Should uh, still speaking on that. Two things I got for you. Go ahead. Should uh, what do you think about Doug coming to the starting lineup of of, of Boston? Uh, 
Yeah, the Boston one's a weird one. Um, what do you think about just Doug's place in, in the cod? I, I feel like he's in a very weird middle I mean, ground all the time. Yeah, I mean, Doug's obviously a staple personality in the Call of Duty scene. I mean, he's he brings a lot of eyes to challengers. Yeah. He's very... Um, he's a polarizing personality, right? Controversial. He'll he'll say anything. He's very confident, and also one of the nicest dudes, by the way. I mean, Doug, you you can have your opinions on Doug. If I was two hours away with a flat tire and I called Doug, he'd he'd be there. So Doug, d- despite whatever opinion you have on Doug, um, I will say that guy is a uh, is a good friend, like for real. And yeah. uh, and I fuck with Doug heavy. On, on a on a cod basis as well. Just to say, I want to put this out because I was want to say this too. You can't perform top eight, top five, top four, top two consistently without being at least making the right play and playing well. His team, his challengers team has done pretty well over the year. You, yeah. you can't do that without play, playing my, pretty well. My honest, my honest, honest, honest truth, despite how much I love Doug, I think there are better players in challengers than Doug. I mean, mm. like, I think, look at someone like Mohawk, who has won in challengers and hasn't received mm. an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, you have players like Gunless, who should not be in challengers. Pristini, who's a world champion. Um, Absolutely. The, the fact of the matter is, I think Doug is more of like a role player. He's not very flashy. And I think that's what you need to be in the current day and age to get a shot. I think I think if you're placing second, dropping 40, um, you'll get a shot before the guy placing first, going 20 and 20 with two minutes in the hill. Like, I think... The st- statistics always come back to bite you in the ass, always. Yeah, no, they always... That's what it is. Everyone likes to say stats don't matter, but the, they always talk about stats. And, you know, looking cracked and having movement like that Snoopy kid going to Boston, crazy. apparently... Crazy. People, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen his mechanics. He looks crazy. And those are the type of people who I think are going to get chances because everyone's looking for that diamond in the rough. Everyone's looking for the next Ibiza, the next Simp, the next Pred, the next Hydra. Everyone's looking for that next unknown variable. And I think Doug is a known variable. And I think if you're a known variable, it's way harder now. Look at Goddard Casey Pander, um, players that have been great in challengers consistently, but they're a known variable. They've had their chance. They got pushed out for whatever reason. And now everyone wants the unknown. They want, they want the next up unknown motherfucker you know what i mean yeah they're trying to find that legendary player so that's i think that's the problem with doug i just think he's a known variable and um truthfully i'm not sure if he'll ever be in the league again damn the uh speak let's get off cloud a little bit because i think there's we're, we're time's going and we have i want to touch on this too um you know you started a company clothing company a great one i yeah. own pieces many pieces Good actually man. yeah many pieces uh better days ahead what mm-hmm. does uh where did it come from, and what does Better Days Ahead mean to you? Yeah, so I'm not the founder of Better Days Ahead. Um, I'm one of the owners now, but they had like one or two releases without me, very small. Um, and Better Days Ahead are like the three words my dad always said to me. When, 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 when shit was going wrong, I would get dropped, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. My dad would always say Better Days Ahead. I've always wanted to do merch or clothing, but I never wanted to throw methods on a fucking hoodie and sell it. Like, I didn't want to. <laughs> Shit, it's corny, son. It's corny. I didn't want to do that, man. Like, it's about um, being involved in clothing, which is what I wanted to do. I love the name. I love what it stands for. I'm a big proponent of mental health. Um, you know, you obviously see the highlights of me, and, you know, on stream I'm very happy, but, like, you don't see what I'm fucking having a bad anxiety day or when I don't want to get out of bed. Right. Um, so it's my way of subtly or I guess not so subtly anymore, promoting mental health awareness while also giving back because obviously we donate money to mental health charities. Yeah. Um, as well as like just sort of destigmatizing mental health in gaming or the space. Um, 
as a player, it was tough because I felt like I was constrained about what I could talk about because I think the reality is, depending on what's going on, like if I'm having, like, so let's say I'm having panic attacks. I'm not, but let's say I am. Mm-hmm. And my teammates are like, you know, Zin's having panic attacks and we're about to play on main stage against fucking FaZe. You can kind of be seen as a liability. Yeah. So I was always worried about speaking about mental health be- as a player because I didn't want to be seen as a liability, someone that's, you know, a risk on that stage. But it's been going on for You're saying you've, you've dealt with this oh, yeah. uh, anxiety or maybe uh, oh, for a man. long time. Oh, man. If I didn't have anxiety, I think, oh, man. Life would be different? Fuck yeah. As mm. a player, oh, man. No, I mean, just generally. I would say as a player and just life too generally, would you yeah, say too? Yeah, no, of Both? course. I mean, yeah, there, there, there are, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, Better Days Ahead is just, uh, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure to watch it grow and obviously transform and we're bigger now and we're better, you know, better garment, you know, shipping to more places, custom bags, like we're upgrading, especially since I retired, but it's just more so um, trying to let people know that like even the people that you look up to, like, like I try to be very vocal about my mental health and like what I deal with or what I've dealt with because from the outside looking in, you look at methods Oh my God, you're on Optic. You're making money. You know you're, you're a sexy guy. Oh my you, God, you, 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 you got 1,500 viewers, 2,000 viewers. Like you know, but you don't know what's actually going on. Like yeah. you don't like like the streaming is my escape. Like you don't know what's going on in my head when I'm in bed at night. You don't know about the days where I I, I don't want to get out of bed. Like it's a it's just trying to assure people that no matter what you're looking, what highlights you're looking at in this bullshit social media fuck era. Um, that people struggle. No matter who you think it is, I promise, not everybody, but... No, people, there's, there's, people are human. There's humanity pe- to pe- it. People struggle. Yeah. So, like, you see a very... You see what people want you to see. Right. That's probably the best I, best line right there. People see what you want them to see. I you, always say, you know, on my story, you'll see sushi, filet mignon. You don't see the bland chicken and rice I eat for lunch some days. You don't see... It's you not chicken parmesan every day? Yeah, like, you don't see the chicken and broccoli with fucking hot sauce, you know? Like, yeah. You don't see the protein shake. You just see... The highlights, and that's all it is. And everybody, uh, you know, they tell you not to compare yourself to others, yet every single one of these apps and whatever tries, conditions you to compare yourself to others. I mean, all of these all of these social media tools and, and websites are a game of numbers. You know, when you're going Al- up, Algorithm numbers, and the more flashy, the more it's become, crazy it looks, the more it's going to push. It's become miserable. But yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's just trying to spread, you know, promote mental health awareness, give back to the communities, and, and just sort of destigmatize it and, and grow it and how yeah. do you how do you work on how do you deal with any anxiety or whether it's competing or now or whatever tips you can give to someone that is dealing with anxiety what would you tell them well let me start Pe- off by people I'm look not, up to you so let me start off by I'm not a professional so let me like I, we're I not to, licensed therapists I, I have to preface that because then it's like you're giving no for, for me going for a walk um, my thing is I think when you're dealing with anxiety and depression I think small Small things are like the big wins. Like I think brushing your teeth, um, tidying up your space, loading the dishwasher, going for a walk, trying to eat a healthier meal, going to the gym, like trying to to taking Ma- baby steps to improving yeah. because I think unless you, you have to try to force yourself to do those small things to like get that productivity sort of flowing. Maintain the routine. Because it's very easy to rabbit hole and sort of spiral downwards if you if you let it happen. Right. So you kind of have to try to fight it, and that's a lot easier said than done. But like you have to try doing small things. Uh, for me, the gym, uh-huh. eating healthier, working out, talking to friends, talking to family. I love watching TV and movies. Like, 
doing things that make you happy and and you know I I feel like that's all you can do is is you know do. Did you have a routine when you competed? Of how to how to before game days and stuff? If you ever anxious, would you do? Was there something you do? Would you just breathe? Was it like a breathing routine yeah, or breathing, something like that? Yeah, yeah. D- deep breaths. Um, yeah, no. While, while competing, it was weird, man, because competing, if I start off hot, I can stay hot. If, right. I, if I was competing and I started off slow and I knew, actually, no, I was actually weirdly good at fucking, I could go, I could start off like 2 and 13 and end up positive or even. I, I don't know how I did it, but towards the tail end and as things sort of progressed, there were some times where I started maybe freezing up a little bit or like, you know, I I don't know how to describe it. Usually competing was always like my safe space where I would just like, it was I was flow I was in my zone like it was all good the flow state yeah whatever the, 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 <laughs> you like the corny shit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the flow uh, state but yeah I, I would just say breathing on game days and I would try to eat healthier high protein meals and I was always working out after scrims and stuff or trying to and you know again that that routine just maintaining yourself maintain the routine maintaining how it goes yeah and I'll tell you right now when I when I started to get off that routine it got worse. When I when mm. I stopped working out, when I stopped, you know what I'm saying? It's very, I don't know. Do but everything yeah. you can to maintain that because that's what's keeping life consistent. And yeah. you know, not every day is going to be happy. Not every day but is going to be sad. But it's also just fucked now, man, because I, 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 I'm a social media hater who's addicted to social media and has to use social media. I think it's ruined it all. Jesus, that's a great line. I think it's uh, a social media guy who's a social media hater. Like I don't know exactly what you said, but we'll rewind that. Whatever that you said right there, yeah. it was a dime. Yeah, it was a gem. No. Well, yeah, because... I think it's ruined it's ruined everything for everybody. It's like every 18-year-old thinks they should have a million followers. Every 22-year-old thinks they should be in Greece for two months at a time. Yeah. Every every streamer thinks they should be XQC. Yeah. Every YouTuber. And now the reality is the competition is the highest it's ever been. Like everybody's trying to make it. Everyone's TikTok and everyone's YouTube and everyone's Twitching. Um, Your competition is a, some kid in... Bangladesh, who knows how to dance with his friends? Like your your competition could be some guy in Canada, Bangladesh, India. You your competition is the world now. Correct. Basically. So, basically, what I'm trying to say is mental health is very tough now because it's impossible not to compare yourself to others, and it's impossible mm. to not feel left behind in life. And I have a lot, so like, it's it's weird for me to talk about because I have good money, great family, good friends. So. But even me, I mean, I look up and I'm comparing myself to so-and-so, this streamer, this YouTuber who's, you know, done this and this. So no one's, no one's free from it. No one's safe from it. Despite me knowing and being appreciative and being grateful and knowing I'm good, I still do it. So I know those who maybe aren't where they want to be are doing it even worse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I just feel like it's all fucked. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I feel Ultimately, like this shit a, is well, done no. for, son. Well, it, yeah, it's just a scary thing. Do you uh, is, do you ever get into outlets of like, like who are your favorite? If you, let's say you're having a, you know, off, you're just watching content, you're having an off day, whatever. Who do you go to to watch? Who do you watch? Who would you watch? Like Streamer streamers? Watch? streamers, YouTubers, Dude, I Netflix, comedians, whoever. Okay, so yeah, I'm a big TV show guy. Yeah. So all the top TV shows I watch, basically. That, Talk to me. That's my answer. I mean, I can start naming every single one. I mean, at that point, like, okay, I got you here. I'll direct it. Top two series, TV series, and what do you watch? Give me like a series you're watching right now. Top two, and the one you're watching right now. I can't give you top two. So I'm gonna name a top, a bunch that I love: Succession, Game of Thrones, The Wire, uh, Sopranos, Stranger Things, Dark. I think Dark is one of the most underrated Netflix shows. Um, Mayor of Easttown, The Night of, The Watchmen. 
uh, The Punisher, Daredevil. Like, I watch a lot of shows. But right, them out, r- yeah. r- right now, I'm rewatching The Haunting of Hill House, which is a great horror show. Okay. And uh, I'm not sure what my next show is yet. Maybe Snowfall, I heard, is really good. But uh, when it comes to, like, content creators, I'll watch my friends. Like, I'll watch Seth, I'll watch Zuma, I'll watch my friends play eights. The only streamer that I really watch outside of, like, my bubble is Kai Sinat. Mm, I watch, okay. I watch, dude, I fucking, I crack up, but, like, dude, on TikTok at night, I'll be in tears. Do, do, do you, are you familiar with Kai at all? Of course, yeah. Like, Phantom? Yeah. Dude, so, like, the, the shit with Phantom and the food gets me every time. It's like, <laughs> Phantom, like, barges into his room, so, like, I'll watch, I'll watch, like, the Kai, Phantom, I'll watch their group when I do watch Twitch, and then YouTube... If I'm watching YouTube, I'll, of course, once again, watch my circle, Hex. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll watch the people close to me. And then I'll watch, like, Mav, who is, like, a life... He, he like, lives out of his truck and travels and shit. Casey Nice that I like. Um, food videos I love. Mark Weens, Sam the Cooking Guy, Not Another Cooking Show, Binging with Babish. Other than that, it's pretty much it. I fucking... I love food, man. Who are your favorite comedians? Because this is one thing I actually know about Ooh. you from, a, from, from like, even think, knowing you. Yeah. I think the best comedian is Dave Chappelle. All time? Yeah, I think I think Chappelle is the best at what he does. Um, when it comes to like podcast form and like more like conversationalists, I think Joey Diaz and Theo Vaughn Theo are hilarious. hilarious, bro. And then comedians. My thing w- w- with comedians, I think the more they make, the kind of worse they get. But I like Sebastian Maniscalco a lot. Um, Your impression of him is phenomenal. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's yeah, fucking phenomenal. Anthony Jeselnik, I like. Um, yeah, Kevin Hart's original stuff. So I mean, that's. Yeah, that's, that's your combo right there. Yeah, uh, my my favorite. You, you ever watched Chris Lee or no? Chris Lee. Chris D'Elia. Chris no. Lee. Never heard of him. Oh, oh no, no, I, I know who he is. No, he, he, yeah, he, he's in the show. Uh, you, I think he's in. He was in like one or two episodes. Yeah. Yeah, something. Like, yeah. Yeah, it looks okay. like my favorite one, Dave Chappelle for sure. Those guys are all good. But I wanted to see. So I know we're getting towards we're like an hour in. Yeah. Something I wanted to request from you, special for me. What's up? I wanted to see if you could answer some questions in impressions. Like who? Like what do you mean? I got a list for you. Could you answer? Could you answer the question? Can you answer a question in Pred? Uh, being Pred. Yeah, I could do that. Okay. Th- that that one's easier. Uh, here I have the only the full list before I give you the, the, the list of people that. Nah, start with Pred. We'll all see. right, let's start with Pred. We'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll tell you if I can. Okay. <laughs> all right, Pred. Uh, so how does it feel to uh, possibly join Optic next year? You know, it's uh. It's tough, bro. Obviously, you know, Seth retired. Obviously, uh, I just don't join Optic, bro. Win a ring, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, join Hector and, and, and Scump and, you know, just bring a ring home to Optic. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's all I got. That's what you got? That's beautiful. Beautiful. But speaking of that question, that's kind of a setup. Um, to just to answer that one briefly, when it comes to roster changes, mm-hmm. I don't think champs is, is the tell-all i think if you mm. place top two at champs i think if you win champs there's a good argument to stay together yeah. i think second place there's also a decent argument to stay together three through eight you're making changes so Ooh. when it comes to the to of course the golden question should pred join optic the answer is it's all contingent on champs and that's every roster that's not just pred it's not just optic it's it's you know what if what if the phase trio breaks up what happened you know what i'm saying like there, there's too many what happens if thieves doesn't you know go back to back what's what happens if you know what i mean there's too many there's too pe- many moving parts yeah tony dominoes to fall here correct before so, fully 100 percent accepting an idea yeah so so the answer to that question is there's no way to to 
answer that accurately until after champs. If you ask me after champs what team should form, th then I can tell you. But right now, I can't. Tune into the breakdown. He'll probably tell you there. Damn D fucking right. <laughs> I got a, I got a few more, though. Let's hear them. All right. Uh, so, Draza, uh, I wanted to hear what you think about the hate so far. Well, the hate this season and well, the fuck. Fuck it, then. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's pretty much all I got. Because, I mean... My, my thing with my impersonation is sometimes I have like just set quotes for these people. Mm. Like like Drowser's like, you got a kill, spawn right now, it's P3, good shit. <laughs> okay. Good shot, you, know, you want to play Among Us? Like, just like shit like that. So but you just heard them say it and you're like, that's just nah, forever it, burned it, in my memory. It's just kind of like my go-tos. But my, my Drowser's like, I don't know. I feel like any impression I do for the most part, people will laugh. So like my Drowser's probably not even that really good. It's just, I do it. You know what I'm saying? It, it's still solid though. Yeah. I got a few more. Ready? Let's hear it. <laughs> So, uh, you know, LAG's been oh, pretty under underperforming. Uh, Ricky Coach Ricky, right how you feeling right now? No, Ari, obviously, uh, you know, things haven't went as planned. Just gonna, I mean, uh, obviously, just obviously go back to the drawing board and, uh, you know, talk to the, the higher-ups. Uh, President Trump, how do you feel about me? You know, are you going to be running this year? What's going on? Fucking hell, man. You set me no, up. No, no, no. Hey, listen. I'm, I'm, this, this is an impression game. This is not a political statement. To be fair, yeah. This is just, how do you, how do you feel about the indictment, President Trump? No, okay, don't say that. No. Jesus I, Christ. I, the setup is crazy right now. Let me be easy. Let me well, be no, easy. My only Trump quote that I've done on stream impersonations is like, just like, quite frankly, very good people. Very good people. Quite frankly, very good. Very mm. good people. Okay, oh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. It's too much of a setup. If I say anything else, it's going to be too crazy to say. And then I got last one here. How do you think you're going to do at Champs, Elliam? Oh, man. I fucking love MC, by the way. Yeah. It just, uh, it's going to go. Obviously, uh, you know, just go out there and, you know, do our thing, right? Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Obviously, I got, you know, the BZ and, and you know, Ferris and Chris and obviously Austin the Beast. So let's go out there and try to win. There you go. There you go. There you go, dude. Now, nah, your impression game is, like, it's known by cod i might bring back the impersonation series on twitter i think i might have to bro i think it's fucking comedy i think yeah. that's one of the things that like i'm not gonna lie i've i've watched your stream obviously for yeah, yeah, years yeah. you know like, like two years now yeah, yeah a lot of people like that shit yeah your your impressions are one of the things i think people fell in love with generally just like those will go pop randomly on clips they yeah. end up on twitter and just shit like that will go crazy all the time yeah. so yeah your, your impressions are ridiculous yeah i might bring it back zin city though i mean i want to talk just quickly about stream yep, yep yep the development of zin city uh uh what did how does that community keep you up? Just like my safe space, like my my safe space kinda. Like you know, it's one of those things where once I press start streaming and I have so many people talking to me and asking and you know, sort of blowing smoke up my ass and gassing me up. Like it's just a <laughs> just a good feeling. Like it's like I, I have a real community of people that show up every single day to to watch me, and it's like I feel like you know they I help them as much as they help me. Like you know they've they've a lot of them have shared. You know, like I've been you know through rough patches and your streams have kept me laughing and afloat. And it's like vice versa. Like when I go live, I'm kind of immersed into that world. And then you forget about everything. Exactly. Like, you know, this is, you know, and it's been a great distraction too. you know, I'm, I've, I've kept myself busy. And then of course, um, just, just seeing, seeing the people who come back every single day is what's like awesome. Then meeting people in person. Um, it's just like, it's just a blessing to actually like have people that like consistently and routinely have you as part of their routine right yeah. so i feel like i owe i owe it to them to like go live and like you know be positive and but also being honest so like that's why i, I try to talk as bluntly as possible like I'll, I'll say you know i'm running ads by the way i'm trying to fucking save for a house you know like yeah fuck my anxiety was bad today you know i want to go for a walk i don't really feel like streaming so i'm gonna get off like i try my best to be as transparent as possible 
uh, with my community. And yeah, I mean, obviously it's just a, it's a blessing to, you know, very few people have, you know, can go live and have over a thousand viewers, you know? So it's very, they uh, love you, bro. Yeah, they no, absolutely love you. And I love that you, be, you know, you're, ment you're the mental health advocate within the space and the place that's safe for them. And I've read, again, I've read people don't so much take this in account, but I've read multiple stories in, of people in comments, YouTube comments, stuff like just talking about how you've personally reached out. I don't want to put it too much on blast, obviously, but like you've yeah. reached out personally to them. They talked in your stream about something. You reached out personally, making sure they're okay yeah. and uh, look out for them. People are part of your community and stuff. So it's, it's special. It's close to you, right? Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, I don't Not many people do that. So I, I yeah. want to highlight the fact that <coughs> you do things that yeah. other streamers won't go out of their way and hit a DM randomly and just be, you know, a, a, yeah, a person no, that's I mean, looking out for their community in their true essential way. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it kind of negates what I try to do, like when I do reach out personally. But it's like, you got to show love, bro. Like, it just people show you love. Got to show them love back. No, I mean, I, I I do that because I want to do it, not because I want praise for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why. Like, I'm not I'm not going on stream saying, oh yeah, I message a dude personally. Like, no, like I do. That's what I'm saying it because I yeah, I yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. that myself yeah, while I, I was preparing for the for this conversation. Everything, yeah, yeah. just making sure. And yeah. uh, I don't want you to be the one to have to say that. I want to say that like. Yeah, no, I found this out by going through and researching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it's commendable of you just to do that. And uh, yeah, man, listen, it's uh, this world can be fucked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, if a message from me helps someone stay afloat, then you know what I mean. You're, that's a blessing, bro. What can you do? You know, I'll I'll do it every opportunity I get. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's uh, sometimes I don't see it or whatever. But of course, you know, yeah. If I'll, I'll always try to make the effort, and then you know, obviously, like. What's crazy is when I have people tell me like I saved their life and like my grandma was in tears at the event because some dude's talking to her about how your grandson saved my life with better days ahead and all of us like, and she said, she's like, you know, like no matter what, like you're a real winner for that. And I was like, yeah, that, that you know, that kind of strikes the, the emotional chords, but. That hit uh, me hard. I don't know. That hit me hard right there. When you said that, I was like, yeah, damn, bro. Nah, that's, that's the, uh, that's the most amazing part, I think, of what you do. And it's, it's. Regardless of the accolades, regardless of the trophies, regardless of all that stuff, what you're doing for the mental health space, what you're doing with Better Days, better days Ahead, what you're doing for your community, it's, I would argue, more important than everything else you do. And it's, it's, it's a phenomenal effort that people underappreciate about you. Thank you. Um, and uh, I think, you know, we, let's, get, let's dive into some fan questions. Okay. And then we'll dive into the final exclusive questions. Okay. And uh, we'll be out of here. All right. Let's do this, bro. Some fan questions coming from Twitter. Uh, we put a I put a tweet out earlier saying that I'd be sitting down with the man himself, and uh, some people had just a couple you know a couple thoughts, a couple questions. Um, and CJ, make sure to put the you know put the put their tweets up, and then we'll get the responses. All right, we're gonna go through some of them right now. All right, this comes from OG Susano. Do you feel like the content game has changed since joining the scene? Is it easier now to make videos compared to back then? Easier now? Hell no! It's just mm. because there's so much competition now. I mean, you have. Uh Back then, I think any content was good content because there was limited content. So, like, making content back then, um, the likelihood it was getting viewed was more. The standards were lower because things weren't developed like they are now. Nowadays, you have to stand out. You have to have a, a unique editing style. You have to be uh, super funny or go viral on TikTok to get exposure. I think creating content now is a lot more difficult just based on um, how many people are trying to do it. So the competition. So, it forces you to have to take the extra step and, and have something that makes you different. Otherwise, it's all the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is from VL Fire, one of your oh ex-teammates. Mike. Yeah, big Mike here. 
Codzilla, did methods carry me, Nate Shot, and Scump? Fuck yeah. <laughs> nah, I think that's right, boy. No, I was he's, playing, he's saying it. I was playing well. Yeah. I think Seth was carrying. I, I mean, that kid was fucking gross at MW3. Yeah. Yeah. That's I was it. playing well. I was good. Yeah. I was playing well. I said, Mike. We all played well. Yeah, we were fucking great. Mike's like 6'9", dog. Yeah, I, nah, I, I, I met him in real life. Like, I talked to him in Discord calls, and I think Black Ops 3, I met him in real life. Too, and I was like, too tall, Jesus man. Christ, did they make you in a Russian lab, bro? Too, Who are you? Too tall, dude. That fool is funny as hell, Too though. tall. Uh, how do you find the best places to eat at whenever you travel? Dude, my cheat code is Yelp. Just download Yelp. It's the only thing you got to do is download Yelp, type in the location you're going to, and look at the reviews. Look at, you know, filter it by highest rated. It's, it's literally it. I'm a fraud. I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fucking a, fraud. I'm a Yelp user. Okay, okay. Do you ever leave Yelp reviews? Hell no. See, y I won't, you're I won't never being a Karen on a Yelp review. I so when I make reservations on Open Table, I'll always give a five star review, but I don't I don't leave Yelp reviews. Okay, Sebastian like we don't, there's, there's not like a, there's like a hidden burner Sebastian, account somewhere. Sebastian Maniscalco says it best. He goes, "You ever see a review on Yelp?" He goes, "Not me." He goes, "I don't understand these people." He goes. I look at my wife. I say, salmon sucked. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I don't have, I'm not, you know. You're at the time of this shit. Yeah. No, man. If a restaurant sucks, I'm just never going to come back. I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to ruin someone's livelihood or their business by leaving a shit review. So. Okay. He's a fraud, boys. No, it's a, uh, okay. What was Method's favorite year competing and why? 2018. Is that World War II? Yeah. My first ever land championship with Rise, joining Optic. MVP. Yeah. Let's not so, forget. Yeah, 2018. And just that. that Stun that, on them. Stun on them. Tell that, them. Let them know. That that Columbus era where we're all together on land, all in apartments and walking distance. Like, I think that was the I hear great era. things about that time. Oh, man. Everyone's lived. All the pros are in one place. Just I like. Would, I would love to go back. We're all. Oh, what a fucking time, man. Yeah. But yeah, 2018, easily. Should the league bring that back? You think? Yeah, let, but let, I don't think it'd be the same. Nah. They should, but I don't think it'd be the same. Mm. Just I, I, That could be coping just being like. That was our time of something. Maybe. I feel like it would be great, but just having everything back no, on land like that would it, be it, phenomenal. It'd be better than now, yes. Yeah. The, the answer to that question is yes, but I do think it'd still be a little different. Okay. Okay. Do you, uh, Does he have any plans on ever investing in a team for the CDL? That's a big idea. That's a big question. No. I mean, not, not right now. I mean, I'm on Optic as a content creator, so I don't really... Yeah, no. My answer is no. Baby steps. Right baby steps. Yeah, baby steps. Yeah. Um, when was the first time Zinn realized he was a pro or could go COD full-time? I want to know when the grind became, all caps, real. That's a fucking, I was, I have weed brain, man. Um, <laughs> I don't smoke anymore, but. You're talking about back then, yeah, yeah. it was a blur back uh, then. I don't know. I mean, 14, I knew I'd be a pro. At like, 14? I basically was pro. Well, I was the youngest pro in the world at 15. When I went pro, I was the youngest pro in the world at the time. Um, Is that a fact? Yeah, fact. I would say I would say 13 or 14 is probably when I knew. But I was I was grinding COD no matter what. I was grinding COD because I was addicted to it and I loved it. I loved playing game battles every day, World at War, MW2. Um, the the grind was real before I knew I'd become a pro. You know what I'm saying? It was just a love for the yes, game and I love was, for the competition. I was obsessed with Call of Duty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, whose idea was it to join Optic after retiring? How did that move come about? We kind of spoke on that, didn't we? Yeah, we kind of spoke on that. I mean, optics kind of where I, I always wanted to be, and then you know, luckily they wanted me here as well. So just least, like that, I think so. Fuck. Yeah, Jesus. Oh my God. I hope they want me here. Yeah, this is all a troll. This is a dream, bro. Yeah. Uh, if you were starting out now, would you still choose Call of Duty as the game you go pro in, or would you choose something different today? Probably not. But I don't know. 
I just think based on the, the limited amount of teams we have and looking at how many players still haven't gotten a shot or players like Gunless or Pristini that are in Challengers or Classic, it's like, I don't know. I'm not really familiar with other esports like that and how easy it is to come up, but I do think it's a very, very limited pool of players who get a shot in our league. So I'm not sure if that answers your question, but that's kind of my opinion on it. Fair. Um, if the right moment came with either a good COD or roster, would you ever consider going back to competing? I said it before, I think I'd probably, as of right now, never say never, I'd probably only ever compete again if I had an opportunity to compete on Optic. Mm. Like, right now, and a lot would have to go wrong. Like, I'm not saying I want you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying the only way I would compete is if I would play for Optic. Like, if I could have my cake and eat it too, I would. Like, if I can be on Optic and play Call of Duty for Optic, I would. You yeah. Methods and Scum come back, the duo return. Imagine. Oh, that you have a lot of fucking viewers, I'll tell you that. That'd be the... More the, so because of him. Who the hell would be in the watch party then? You, Exposed. You guys running back to the stage. All right, boys, we're back. We're back for the watch party. Yeah, I've actually thought about that in bed. Like, imagine we were still competing. And, and but but every second we weren't in an actual match, we were on the watch party. So the watch party would be watching us compete while we're competing, and then we walk over and we and we watch party. That might be the best content I've ever heard in my life. Right? Most insane shit I've ever heard in my life. But that's something right there. Um, would you? Oh, I want to add to that slightly though. Would you coach ever? Mm, probably not. No. I think I'd be a decent coach, but you do the rank play for okay. dummies, you know, series. So that's why I, I asked because coach, of that. I would coach as a last resort. If that makes Last sense. Resort. If I, yeah, like if if all else failed, they're like if something fucking drastic happened and I uh -huh. just lost Zin City, they just didn't renew their leases. Like, I think, <laughs> like I think maybe, but I I don't really have an interest in coaching now. Twitch just bans you for saying a fucking ballsack joke. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the most challenging thing in the past few months after ending a decade-long career and pursuing content? Just the routine and lifestyle change and like. I, you know, you don't really feel those highs and lows that I did when I was competing. It's a very up and down. Those lows are low, but the highs are high. Um, yeah, just different, man. It's just a different, just a different life. It's a different type of stress. It's a different type of work. It's just an adjustment, I guess, is is the the best answer. And I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. And still fresh. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What was your favorite COD LAN event memory? Could it be? It could be an in-game moment, a funny moment during or outside the event. Winning MVP Atlanta. Best moment ever? Yeah. Nothing like it? No. As a competitor, no. That was it. Well, if you could describe in, in two sentences or one sentence, what's winning like? I mean, it's just like, it's just bliss. It's just like, you know, like, you know, your, your, your hard work culminates to a championship and you get to hoist it in front of all the people in the crowd and they're taking your picture and everyone's texting and calling. It's just, it, it's what every competitor, I think, it's what every competitor works for. So to... So to work to, to to put in that work every day and actually have it pay off, only one team gets that opportunity per event. So to ha so for for that to be me for that event was great. Hmm. Uh, do you have any funny, crazy COD land stories from back in the day that you think people might not know about? We'd love to hear some old lore. Uh, I mean, I mean, back in the UMG days, you'd have the ice buckets or the ice baths, where like if you fell asleep on Sunday night, you were fucked. What? Wait, what is this? So on Sunday nights, if you fell asleep in your hotel room. Mm -hmm. Because everyone's up drinking, partying, bullshitting. If the you, hotel bar, the famous hotel so bar. So if you fall asleep, you're getting ice bathed. Like 20 pros are walking into your room. They're recording you. There's videos online of, like, for example, one night I was shirtless sleeping. I was fat as fuck still. And uh, there's 20 pros in my room. They, they, they poured ice water on me, woke me up. And I knew that there were 20 people and there were cameras on me. So I couldn't get up. I was, like, shielding myself <laughs> from the camera. But yeah, You're like, like son of a happened, bitch, they got me. Happened to everybody, man. Killa. Uh, Killa, me, 
Um, yeah, every I mean, the shit was the ice bucket challenge was, before was, the ice bucket yeah, challenge. No, it was a thing. Like, Don't go to bed. Yeah, you go to bed. There's videos you can watch. It's fucking hilarious. But yeah, ECJ, find one of these videos and include it somewhere here because yeah. this, this might be you said somewhere online. I don't yeah. know. Um, that is the I think that's the end of the fan questions. Now I'm gonna ask the closing exclusive questions. Okay. All right. Let's hear them. As a former, as a former uh, uh, lover of food, fat ass, lover of food, you okay. said it, I didn't say it. Favorite fast foods, top three. Favorite fast foods, top, top three. three, just in general. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Need a top three, baby. No Come order. On. Wendy's. Wendy's. Okay. Wendy's, uh, Chick Fil A, Raising Cane's, maybe. That's a crazy. That's a weirdest list I've ever heard. Why? Well, normally like a McDonald's and an In and Out, you know. McDonald's is nice. <laughs> You said that Dude, with no, so much no, no, fucking no, 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 no. love, bro. My, my my most underrated will receive a lot of hate. I fucking love Burger King, dude. That's the, Whopper, the weirdest shit I've ever heard in my life. The bro. Whopper from Burger King is the most underrated fast food burger out there. I've I don't think I've ever in my life. This the sentence has never come out of my my, my, my mouth in my life. I won't debate it. Let me get a Whopper. Never happened in my life. In my life, I've never I've never thought to say that. There's a Burger King near my house. I've been there twice for ice cream. That's it. Their ice cream's underrated. I will say that though. Okay. The ice cream is actually underrated. Um, I need you to send out a one v one thousand dollar child to somebody. A one v one thousand dollar child for somebody? What yeah. do you mean? One v one cod thousand dollar child. Who would you challenge? Lamar. Holy fuck, that was fast. Yeah, I'd fucking smoke Lamar. Radar on free for all. I think I went thirty to uh, twenty three. A prediction on score too? Yeah, 30, nah, 23. you're crazy for that, bro. Uh, it might be thirty to like seventeen. Oh. We gotta make this is content. This is, so this is content for sure. But you're gonna get slammed. I hope you get slammed. Just just cause this, I need it to age badly. All right. Okay. One v one boxing chow. One v one boxing chow. Boxing like, chow. Like, like a good fight. CDL boxing league. Who you taking? Like who? Do, like who do I want to, or who do I think would be like a decent, like a actual good fight? Both those answers are kind of spicy. But who would you want to take? Let's go there. Who would I want to fight? Who the fuck you want to score up with? Young scrap. Put him in his place. I love scrap. I mean, I think because I love everybody. So whoever I'm going to say I'm friends with, which is like, because like there's no one I actually like want to fucking Let's say fight. best fight though. 1v1, you and like weight, you know, you got to be like weight wise and all that shit. Best so like, fight? Yeah, 1v1. Hmm. Boxing. CDL Boxing League starts tomorrow. Who you getting? Who's on the who's on the banner? It's like 165, 170 in the CDL. 160. I don't I think uh, 165. Very specific. I think most people are around there. But like. Then you got some like skinny bone Jones people like going like one forty five. Yeah, no. Um, Actually, Lamar would be right there. I'm not gonna lie to you again. Yeah, you just you guys. He's got height on me though. You, you got low. You, you're more compact. You know, you're the Mike Tyson yeah. of the league. You using the hips. Who do you want to fight? Give me either either or either or. Give me Pred, bro. Let me just what? Fucking, let me let me just fucking elbow him. That fucking rugby body is taking you over, yeah, bro. Nah, he is a fucking absolute lord. Uh, <laughs> No, my actual who, who who do I think would actually be a good? That's a tough question. I, I don't know who'd be a good fight. You don't know? Who do you think would be a good fight for you? Yeah, like just viewership wise or just good fight. Yeah, good fight. Viewership wise, viewership wise, you just pick whoever's fucking big. No, I mean, I think you versus Seth would be a great fight. He versus Seth? Yeah, I think it's a great fight. I fucking maul him. Jesus Christ! I think I think it'd be a good fight though. I actually think or like you versus Damon or something. Damon's around like one. Damon, I'd fucking spear Damon through a wall. It's not WWE, yeah, fucking crazy man. Yeah, I don't know. That's that, that's a tough question to be decided. Okay, I'll, okay, I'll, to be decided. See the boxing league coming I'll fight soon. Someone one day. One day, okay. Uh, all right, now, now, now. How'd you get your gamer tag? 
I've, always, I've always wanted to know that about I you, joined, myself. I joined an MW2 lobby. I liked someone's name and I stole it. You fucking hoe. That's the answer. You just saw Method somewhere? Yep. With a Z? Yep. Nah, you're a hoe for that. Yep. <laughs> well, 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 originally it was capital M, lowercase e, capital T, capital H, lowercase o, capital D, capital. They were Z. on their bullshit with that one. I so, say. but no, but I mean, but then I, I switched to just method to a capital M. When did I switch? I think I switched maybe in Black Ops Three. When it had no, 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 I switched in AW. I don't know. I switched MW Three. I was still. Oh, no, I had two different gamer tags in MW Three. One was lowercase capital. One was just regular. Got it. Um, but yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, create your top four roster of all time. Top four roster ever? All time. Like in per, like, from which game? Yeah. Yes. That, yeah, so, yeah. Scump MW3. Okay. That's one of the SMGs. Mm-hmm. It's either Black Ops, Black Ops 4 Simp? Mm. Kid was filthy. Disgusting. Every gun, doesn't matter what he picked up. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going Seth, AW, Black Ops 4 Simp. Ghost Crim and main AR I'll go IW formal. That's a fucking filthy team. Yeah. Disgusting. Okay. I think that's I think now we will conclude now we're gonna go to the final questions. The exclusive? The exclusive right. questions which are inspired by James Lipton. Uh if you've never seen Inside the Actor Studio, give it a watch. He always ended every every talk, conversation, interview with this. I carry on his tradition since he passed away, because I loved watching that conclusion to an interview. So Let's start. What's your favorite word? Favorite word? Yeah. Fuck. Oh, that's it? Or are we saying fuck as in I don't know what to say? Favorite word? Fuck. Oh, okay. Well, what's your least favorite word? Moist. <laughs> <laughs> Moist. It's a great word, though. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Uh, what turns me on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Don't say some horny shit now. No, I won't. Weird. Fuck. <laughs> uh, probably hanging out with friends and just like like laughing. I'm not sure if that makes sense. Just like being like, I don't know. Just kicking it with the boys. Just yeah. kicking it. Yeah, I feel like that's a solid answer maybe. I don't know. It's fair. I think it makes sense. What turns you off in that same way? What turns you off? Uh... I don't know. Okay, I wasn't expecting this level of these level of questions. Come on, brother. I'm thinking this is exclusive. Yeah, Ain't no peasant off, shit. What turns me off creatively? Probably my anxiety, just like second guessing myself, like you know, just being hesitant, overthinking, definitely overthinking, just like thinking the worst. You know, what if they don't like it? What if this, that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What if it goes wrong? I would say overthinking. Okay, that's fair. Okay, this is already kind of answered, but what's your favorite curse word? Yeah, fuck. Thank you. What sound or noise do you love? What sound or noise do I love? Yes. Uh, Probably like thunderstorms, like rainfall. Damn, you must love Dallas then. Yeah, it's been raining a lot here. A lot of rain, random rain, random thunderstorms. Yeah, it's been a lot. What sound or noise do you hate? Sound or noise, oh, like nails on the chalkboard, like that type. Oh, man. Huh. Makes your skin crawl? Oh, yeah. Like forking it. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. It's like the normal ones, though. It's like traditional ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? My my dream job is an actor. My whole life, I'd do anything to be an actor. I could see you in there. Anything. I could see you there. Stand up comedian. You're fucking hilarious. Hey, thanks, man. What profession would you not like to do? What profession would I not like to do? Yeah. 
like customer service, like dealing with fucking assholes, because I because I wouldn't be able to like, I wouldn't be able to be talked down to or like treated like like some people are really fucked up or like just rude to like people who are trying to help, and not me. I tell someone to go fuck themselves. So mm. I wouldn't be able to deal with like that industry where it's like people are like taking out their bad day on you. I wouldn't be able to do it. Fair. Here goes final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Fat Tony himself. Zen, I Absolutely. appreciate you, brother. Thank yes, you for coming sir. on exclusive. Yes, sir. That's it, everyone. Thank you guys for watching. That's it. We're out. <laughs>